Good afternoon, brothers and sisters. So today's SGC will be a bit different. Yeah. Uh, today is supposed to be the Dhamma Day, yeah, uh, celebration in the Buddhist library. But owing to the uh, current COVID situation, uh, so we were given a choice whether to have it uh, in person or on online. Yeah, uh, but uh, after some consideration, decided that uh, we should do it uh, online. Uh, for everybody's uh, safety sake, yeah. So today's topic, um, but the Buddhist library can actually leave it up to me, uh. <laughs> Yeah. So uh, we decided to um, switch the topic for today. So today's topic is on the sixteen aspects of the four noble truth. So this came about because of the the testy class. Uh, during one of the re-reading in the commentary it mentioned about 16 aspects of the four noble truth and initially i thought hey is it the 12 aspects because when i read the pali canon i only heard of the 12 aspects i never heard of 16 aspects so i was like hey did i remember wrongly then one of the student jolie uh, sent me a private message after the class uh, listing out some of them, then I was like, oh, okay, maybe I remember wrongly. So after that, I uh, had a discussion with my Dharma brother uh, during the translation. And then after that, I went to search uh, and then found the 16 aspects. Yeah. Uh, but I also found something else. <laughs> yeah. Which is that the 16 aspects indeed doesn't appear in the Pali canon. <laughs> That's why I cannot remember. <laughs> Yeah, it only appear in the commentary. Yeah, so uh, the the version I list out today is in the Abhidhamma Kosa. Abhidhamma Ta Anaka Chisalun. Yeah, so it's one of the commentary. Uh, uh, so, um, but I also decided I want to share with the twelve aspects as well, <laughs> because. Uh, if we share 16 aspect, then surely we must share the 12 aspect now, because 12 aspect is spoken by the Buddha. Yeah. Uh, but it doesn't mean that the 16 aspect is not taught by the Buddha. Uh, uh, commentaries, commentaries, um, uh, while, while some of the text is not uh, presented specifically in that order by the Buddha, uh, but the the source of these teachings are still from the Buddha himself. Uh, so you can find that most of, uh, if not all, the commentaries uh, would have some uh, reference to the various teachings yeah, that is found in the suttas. Uh, so uh, without further ado, I shall now share the screen. So I hope you all can see it. Yeah. So is it is it big enough? Okay, lah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
usually I just have a white screen and then I start writing. But today a lot of a lot of terms. So so I, I decided uh, just list them out. You all can have a good time reading. Uh. Yeah. A lot of students always ask me, Sifu, can you give us the notes? Can you give us notes? Singaporeans are very studious, you know. We are very well trained by the Singapore educational system. Yeah, we always ask for notes. Yeah, but the trouble with giving out notes is, you know, in school, right? When a teacher gives out notes, then the students don't attend class anymore. <laughs> yeah. So last time in university, some lecturers actually gave us notes, but the notes have missing words. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the lecturers also smart. Yeah. So they give you the full notes, but some paragraphs are missing. Some words, keywords are missing. So during the lecture, he will write in the missing words. Yeah. So uh, in this case, I never uh I never uh redact anything. Uh. So everything is there. Yeah, up to you, okay? Because yeah, cultivation is your choice. Yeah. So, um, as I mentioned, um, the sixteen aspects. Actually, there are, there are there are two sources I found. Oh, so one is the Abhidharma Kosa, yeah, Abhidharma Kosa. Uh, the other one is uh, Da Pipo Salun. Uh, let me let me double check. Uh. yeah, Da Pipo Salun. Uh, so these are the two sources I found. Um. I believe these are not the only two places that you can find this text. No? Uh, but important thing is that uh, the, the content itself. No? So in the Abhidhamma Kosa is found in the volume 26 or fascicle 26. No? Chinese is Juan, Juan Er uh, Then for the 12 aspects, yeah, 12 aspects is found in Sanyutta Nikaya 56.11. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I see all of you very busy copying notes. Huh? Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> so I shall now stop share. Then you all cannot copy anymore. <laughs> then you all must pay attention. Uh, then I shall share another text. So the the Pali text, yeah, where the 12 aspects come from is none other than the Dhamma Chaka Pabatana Sutta. Oh, let me share, show you. So this is the Dhamma Chaka Pabatana Sutta. Um, oh. So um, I decided to include this also because this is befitting, right? Yeah, because Dhamma Day, uh, it's usually conducted like three months. Uh, from what I remember, it's supposed to commemorate the first turning of the view of truth. Yeah. Oh, so having this sutta is just nice. And uh, it is said to be um, to be after to be three months after the Buddha's attainment of enlightenment at Saranath, where he gave the teachings to the five ascetics, uh, who were the five companions to the Buddha when he was practicing extreme ascetism. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, let me see. 
so the part where is the 12 mention of the 12 right yeah it's over here so let me see uh, this one is from here yeah, i actually look at two sources or well, one is by uh, venerable nyanamoli yeah or venerable nyanamoli pera then the other one is by tanisaru biku uh, the choice of words is slightly different in the two sides. Oh. So, uh, let me see the 12, 12, 12. Okay, so over here, uh, as long as my knowing and seeing how things are was not quite purified in these 12 aspects, in, th in these three phases of each of the four noble truths. Oh. So this is directly from what the Buddha said. Yeah, not that the Buddha teach in different areas. Then someone go and collate it. Commentaries will sometimes come out in groups of teachings based on what the Buddha has taught in different places, and then they um, sort of uh, compile them together in a way that that makes sense. Okay, um, but in this case, this is uh, actually summarized by the Buddha. Oh, so what are these 12 aspects is actually before this yeah oh, so the the main text is actually here yeah so you have the first noble truth yeah and then second noble truth which is the origin the third noble truth cessation and the fourth noble truth the way leading to the cessation of suffering yeah so far so good it's just the four noble truth yeah so for each of the aspects there are three parts Oh, the first of each of the four is basically um, making this uh, statement yeah, uh, that this is the, the truth. Yeah, the truth of uh, this. The, uh, I prefer to use the word enlightened oh, instead of noble. <laughs> yeah. uh, during translation, we, we realized that sometimes the word Arya really just means noble. Yeah. But sometimes the word Arya seem to mean more than noble. Because noble, a lot of things are noble. Ma. <laughs> yeah. But noble things may not be enlightened. Enlightened things is definitely noble. Yeah. So they overlap a bit. Yeah? So I in the case of the truths, I prefer to use the word enlightened. Yeah. yeah because these are not ordinary truths. Yeah. And this is not merely noble. These are truths are not merely noble. They are enlightened. Yeah, that enlightened ones realize. And if you can, um, you can attain them, you can realize them, you can also become enlightened. Yeah. And once you're enlightened, you're definitely noble. Oh. So um, the first part is for all four is basically stating, yeah, knowing that these four truths, what they are. Okay. So this is the first enlightened truth of suffering. This is the first, this is the second enlightened truth of origin of suffering. Variable Tani Sarobiku used the word origination. Oh. Then the third is the cessation of suffering and the fourth is the path or the way leading to the cessation of suffering. So then there's two more parts for each of them. Yeah. And um, the second part is basically that uh, the uh, no the enlightened truth of 
suffering uh, can be uh, comprehended. Yeah. Uh, variable Nyanamoli used the word diagnose. Quite interesting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the other translators use comprehended. So it can be comprehended or it is to be comprehended. It can be diagnosed. Yeah. That means diagnose is a is an interesting word. Yeah. Uh, it it gives a bit more depth to it. So it's not merely knowing that you really know it thoroughly. You really you can really break it up and know its components. Oh. So in a way, comprehend uh, sort of uh, also has the same meaning, but a very deep comprehension. Yeah. So it means it's not that this truth cannot be comprehended. It's not that this truth you cannot examine it. It can be examined. It can be diagnosed. You can really know it thoroughly. But just because it can be. That is to be doesn't mean you have understood it. We only know what the Buddha understood. We only know what all the teachers know. But we ourselves haven't gone and examined it yet. We ourselves haven't thoroughly comprehended it. Yeah. But for the Buddha, he reached the, the last stage, which is that this suffering as a noble truth has been diagnosed. Yeah. Or has been comprehended. Uh, so for those who are fully enlightened, they know clearly that the enlightened truth of suffering has been comprehended. That means they, they know clearly what suffering is. And when they see suffering, they know this is suffering. Yeah. In the Chinese text, it, the description is uh, yeah. to know suffering as suffering. For us, do we know suffering as suffering? We know, sometimes we know, sometimes we don't know. Some parts we know, some parts we don't know. Yeah. Uh, experiences that is painful, unpleasant, uh, we, we think it's suffering. Yeah. Uh, but if it's pleasant, then we don't know it's suffering. Yeah. The experience, if the experience is pleasant to us, then we don't know that it's suffering. Uh, attachment, do we know that it's suffering? Do we know that attachment is suffering? We don't know it's suffering. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, as long as the object of our attachment is in our favor, we don't know it's suffering. We, we, we feel that it's good. That's why we cling on to it. That's why we are attached to it. Yeah. So until such time where we truly know suffering as suffering, yeah, then the third part of it hasn't been done. So the Buddha says for him, uh, he has fully comprehended, has diagnosed the first uh, noble truth or enlightened truth of suffering. Yeah. Then he moved on to the second one. Second one, as mentioned, the first part is the same. To know that uh, what is the origin of uh, of the of suffering, yeah. So sometimes we use the word cause. Huh? Uh, here the word is origin. In Chinese is qi, yeah. Huh? So uh, later we will look at the, the sixteen aspect, which actually give a deeper dimension, a deeper dimension. So then we have uh, variable Tanisari Bhikkhu, he used the word 
origination. Yeah. So how does suffering arise? Yeah. Uh, when we say cause, sometimes it can create. We can also create a wrong understanding. Yeah. That because when we say cause, then it's like only this thing is involved. Yeah. But actually, there are many things coming together. Then suffering arises. Uh, but what the Buddha has highlighted is basically how suffering arises, not just one thing or another. And that's why sometimes when you look at the text, okay, some schools focus on defilements. Some schools the, in the Pali Canon, they focus on craving and clinging. right? Uh, but uh, if you look at the entirety of the teachings, then the Buddha was focusing on how suffering arises. Yeah? The origination itself yeah so um, then the second and third part for the cause or origin of suffering uh, is to know that uh, that what this cause or origin of suffering can be abandoned is to be abandoned yeah do you sometimes feel like even though we learn the Dharma, and then we feel like, ayah, no hope, la. cannot be done. One, <laughs> ah. Yeah, yeah la, I'm ignorant, la. I'm stupid, <laughs> but cannot be held, I'm, I'm like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, Buddha tells us, ah, he has sin, it can be abandoned. Yeah, and if you want to attain enlightenment, it is to be abandoned. As long as the origin of suffering, the cause of suffering is not abandoned, then suffering cannot be removed. Yeah. And the third phase of it is that the Buddha, having attained enlightenment, yeah, has this vision, has this knowledge, he knows clearly that the origin, origination, the cause of suffering for him yeah, has been abandoned. That's how you know that you are enlightened. When you know it, you have abandoned it. <laughs> yeah. So it also means that when you examine yourself and you think, hey, sometimes when we learn Dhamma, learn halfway, then we may feel like, hey, I, I think maybe I'm enlightened, you know. <laughs> huh? Because you feel like, hey, Whatever Sufu asks all the questions, hey, I know as well, you know. <laughs> huh? Yeah. Then you attend this Dhamma talk, you attend that Dhamma talk. Hey, all this I really know. Lah. Ah, yeah. Then maybe you may start to feel like, ah, maybe even if I'm not enlightened, I'm quite close. Yeah. Maybe I'm quite enlightened already. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, and maybe I can stop attending Dhamma talk. <laughs> Uh, 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 this over here, I uh, always talking about the same thing, defilement, defilement. I, I know already, don't have to attend. This one, this one talk about four noble truths. I have four noble truths again. How many times do you want to talk about four noble truths? I know already, don't have to attend. Then <laughs> uh, we, we, we try to look for some new dharma, yeah? something uh, refreshing. Yeah. Oh, this one, wow, this one very cheap. This one I never heard of. Wow, cannot understand. <laughs> this one, oh, I think this one is good. Yeah, but here, you can use that as a check. Huh? Yeah. 
are we really closer to enlightenment? Have we abandoned the cause of suffering? Yeah. Because on a day-to-day -day basis as a human, yeah, as a human, I would say um, we are not constantly suffering, right? Not constantly suffering. Like when you are shitting in the toilet, you're not suffering. Unless you are constipated. <laughs> yeah. You're not getting what you want. You want to shit, you cannot shit. Uh, or you lost sight. Do you want to shit? It shit up. Also, also encompassed in the first noble truth. Not getting what you want. Elvin, I cannot control their laughter. Sifu <clears throat> always talking about shit. This Sifu is a full of shit. <laughs> yeah, are you having this talk? Sifu always talk about shit. Yeah, how to do samsara is for shit. <laughs> ah, hello, Caesar. Eh, Julius. Eh, no, not, not Caesar, Julius. Yeah, is it Julius? Uh, yeah, Julius. Shifu, Julius. Uh, another pronunciation, I think, is, eh, is it you? Uh, Julius, Julia. Julio. Julio, yeah, Julio, yeah. The Latin pronunciation, uh, the... Roman Latin. <laughs> ah, your hairstyle, then you, you you like that a bit, then wear olive leaf around, then it's like. I'm not Olympics. Not Olympics. <laughs> uh, have you abandoned the cause of suffering? I don't know what you mean. Oh, <laughs> that is a very good response, good reply. You are very truthful. You see? Uh, small kids sometimes they go give very good replies yeah, because they just answer as it is they don't try to give more answer <laughs> that's why I always tell you don't give more answer just answer as it is then you can progress see if you don't know then you just say you don't know uh, if you don't know we just say don't know then uh, you can progress so do you want to know what it is yes Oh, you, you want to know, huh? Oh, sadu, sadu, sadu. Yeah. Ten Dharma class, huh? Ah, so listen carefully, okay? Super explain. So that was the first and the second. The third noble truth or the enlightened truth is the truth of the cessation of suffering. Yeah. So what is the cessation of suffering? Yeah. It is actually the cessation of the cause of suffering yeah and then as a result cessation of suffering occurs yeah uh, so this is the first part second part then it is to uh, to know that cessation of suffering can be uh, attained can be verified yeah experience huh? So in the Chinese translation, we usually see qing zhen, yeah, or shen zuo zhen, yeah, and there's always this word zhen, yeah, to attain, to, to verify, to uh, experience, no? it has that connotation. So, so again here, uh, variable nyana moli use can be, yeah, whereas variable tanisaru biku use the word, uh, translate as is, 
to be yeah, uh, experienced. So I think putting them together, I think give a comprehensive understanding. Uh, yeah, because oftentimes, sometimes you, you may hear your friend when you tell them, come, come, attend Dharma talk. Then they say, I attend for what? Attend. Then you can be free of suffering, right? Then, then they tell you, yeah, suffering will always be there one. Uh, cannot end suffering one. Uh, right? <laughs> uh, so that's what Buddha replied. Buddha's own realization yeah, counters that. No, it can be verified. Yeah. The trouble is we have been suffering for so long, we we never experienced end of suffering. Yeah, the true cessation of suffering. So we always we don't have confidence that it can be done. Okay, we don't have that confidence. And now Buddha tells us that through his own experience, he knows that he has this vision, his this knowledge. Ah, it can be verified. It is to be verified. If you want to uh, be free of suffering, you must verify. Yeah. Then finally, the third part, he 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 verified it, and then so arise this knowledge, this vision, that this. Uh, noble truth or enlightened truth of the cessation of suffering has been verified. Uh, has been verified. Mm. That means you verify that, ah, indeed, no more suffering. Yeah. Have you reached this state? Yeah. Haven't, uh, uh, so still have to have plus. <laughs> so, one day, uh, one day, I hope, before I die, before I die, I hope one of you will text me, Sifu. Then you text me this whole paragraph. Uh, don't have to write yourself, uh, just copy and paste. Yeah. But make sure you, you have done everything, then you copy and paste. Uh. Don't just accidentally copy and paste. Then after, oh, Sifu, actually part three oh, haven't done yet. Then part seven also cannot. Then this, I uh, actually, second half all cannot. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't let me be happy for nothing, okay? So the last part, the way leading to the cessation of suffering. Yeah, so that, that part, this part is quite clear. Yeah, this is the noble eightfold part, right? Yeah, so to know that, so sometimes we when we learn a lot of Dharma already, we attend a lot of Dharma classes, right? Then we forget what it really means, you know? We learn for noble truth, memorize. Wow. Yeah. We, we attend so many Dharma talks. Sometimes maybe the, the, the venerable miss out something. I say, oh, venerable, you miss out something. Oh, uh, we, we, we know it so well, you know. But sometimes when we know it so well, then we miss out what it really means. You know, for example, we know our noble eightfold path. But do we truly? internalize it when we look at right view right intention right speech right action right livelihood right effort right mindfulness right concentration do we see this eight eight heart eightfold path truly as the way to cease suffering we actually we don't know oh, do we uh, when we attend dharma class we do yeah when Sifu asks question, maybe we do. Sometimes when Sifu asks question, like yesterday, the moment I ask question, do you all know the three universal characteristics of? Oh, huh? 
Huh? What three universes? <laughs> Mental block. <laughs> yeah, like going for going for oral test. Yeah, normally, know how to talk. Then suddenly, during the oral exam, the oral examiner examiner asks, uh, "Good afternoon, Alvin. How are you today?" Uh, 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 I'm Alvin. Ah. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, Sai Kyang. So, uh, what do you eat this morning? Uh, I don't know. I use English. Huh? Today is English oral exam. I don't know. Then, Kanchong, then, anyhow, I'll talk already. Yeah. So, normally we know. Yeah. Uh, but here, when we read this text, we may feel like hey, this is nothing new. But actually, when you really look at it, it is actually very crucial, you know. The way leading to cessation of suffering as a noble truth is this. The, the English is a bit appears a bit on uh, because Venerable Nana Moli tries to translate as per the Pali text. The Pali text grammar is a bit different from English. Uh. So, in other words, the, the, the proper English would be that this is the way leading to cessation of suffering. Yeah. This is the noble truth, the enlightened truth of the way leading to cessation of suffering. Yeah. And what is it? The noble ifo path or the enlightened ifo path. Yeah. To really see that the eightfold path truly lead to cessation of suffering. Not just an idea, but to see that ah, right view points towards the truth. And from right view arising right intent. This intent will lead us surely towards cessation of suffering. And with these two as a foundation, as a basis, then right speech, right action, right livelihood would be the right cause of body, bodily and verbal actions, yeah? or verbal and bodily actions. And with this as a basis, then we can live in relative ease. And from there as a basis, We've developed our mental faculty, yeah, using right effort, right mindfulness, right concentration. And guided by right view, these practices points us towards the reality of our existence. And in this way, we are able to verify what was attained by the Buddha. We are able to verify that right view is indeed right view. Right intent is indeed right intent. Right speech is indeed right speech. Like we learn, right? We, we learn all this right view is right view and so on. But actually, we don't really know. We are just boring what the Buddha did, realize, ma. Yeah. And then we try out, try out. And one day when we really attain enlightenment, then we verify and we know this is indeed the case. Yeah. We verify and we know that. When we do all this, you indeed become free of suffering. Oh. So to, to know Tao Jis Tao. Oh. I don't know whether you all feel the gravity of it. Huh? Uh, oh. So Tao Jis Tao. So this is the first part. Then second part, uh, to know that this path, this way mm, can be developed is to be developed yeah again similarly while there are some who say i uh, cannot be free of suffering one uh, 
Then there are those who say, oh, yeah, you meditate so much. You think meditation works? Huh? <laughs> uh, uh, so un unless you go and meditate, unless you go and try it out, unless you go and practice, there are, when people question you and challenge you, then you may start to waver. You may start to feel, oh, yeah, maybe, huh? maybe cannot. So, uh, but for the Buddha, this vision arise, yeah, this knowledge arise. And for him, even the last part, yeah, even the last part, he knows clearly that it has been developed, hmm. that he has developed the way to the cessation of suffering. How, how, how does he know? Because he has attained to the cessation of suffering. That's how he knows. Uh, somebody, somebody, right, is comprehending the same as penetrative insight. Somebody whose name is a dot. Who is it? Uh? <laughs> Special person. Uh, don't know who that is. Uh. So comprehending, is, is it the same as penetrative insight? Uh, I penetrative insight. Um, well, I guess we can say that. Yeah, I guess we can say that. Um, is to be comprehended. To yeah, we can we can perhaps say that. But I hesitate to just equate them. Uh, yeah, because if we equate them, because penetrative insight has some other connotation also. Yeah. Uh, generally, I think in this, in this context, it's okay to, to uh, equate them. Yeah, because over here, this is someone who has attained enlightenment already. Uh, so in this context, no problem. Yeah. But when comprehending is used in other contexts, maybe not suitable. Uh, uh, so it depends. Uh, because here, the comprehending is like seeing to a deeper level. Uh, so not just understanding, not, not simply understanding. Edward asked, do the four functions come to full completion simultaneously or in a very rapid succession? <laughs> or is there a substantial gap between the full completion of each? And if their full completion happens in succession, whether rapid or not, which order would seem reasonable? My thought is fourth, first, and then second and third. Third uh, and second. <laughs> That's why there are so many commentaries, you know. Yeah. <laughs> because you will find that this kind of question don't really appear in the Pali canon. <laughs> yeah. This kind of this Edward's question is interesting, right? Yeah. Uh, do they happen simultaneously or after some gap in between? Yeah. I remember when I was uh, a novice, or even after I was fully ordained in US, I remember in many classes, uh, uh, some of the seniors, uh, sometimes the, the monks, sometimes the nuns, in the recording. First, after my teacher passed away, then we listened to all the past recordings. Yeah, When he was around, he was covering the Mahana Sangraha. Then later on, 
uh, when he passed away, we continued the class on Yugachara Bhuvanesha. So we listened to the tape, or rather, we watched the the video. Yeah, BHS, you know. <laughs> then during Q and A, there will be one or two of them who always ask, "Uh, 和尚慈悲，呃，在啊。Then they will cite some of the very uh advanced commentary. Then they 在大皮波沙论，在起心论，这个论那个论啊。In this commentary, in that commentary, uh, this commentary mentioned that uh, non thing 人是第一呃。Happens in fifteen mental moments, but the other commentary mentioned that it happens in sixteen mental moments. So is it fifteen moments or sixteen moments? <laughs> yeah, Edward's question remind me of that kind of question. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, from uh, I I usually like to base on the Pali canon. In the Pali canon, no mention of whether it's in rapid succession or not. Yeah, from what I've read so far, this this part never really uh, mentioned. Yeah, uh, but I feel that this question has other questions. You know, ah, uh, ever are there other questions behind? No other questions. So just just for knowledge sake. I I think ah uh, let me let me put on my thinking cap. I think, ah uh, sometimes we may have this question because we wonder. Ah, uh, let me let me let me speculate. Okay, let me speculate. Ah, uh, sometimes we have this question because we may maybe maybe, ah uh, we may find that eh, as far as the first no first noble truth. It seems like I understand it, you know. So, and yeah, I seem to really thoroughly understand it already. But yet, the origin I haven't fully understand, or I haven't fully abandoned. So, does if if there's a gap in between that is quite far, then my understanding can be correct, you know. But if it's supposed to be in rapid succession. Then the moment I understand it, then quite quickly I should be able to abandon it, and upon abandoning it, then I should have attained enlightenment, and I would should have the vision of how I did it, which is the path. And since I'm still not enlightened, if it's in rapid succession, then I'm, I'm my understanding of the first noble truth is still not complete. Now maybe we may have discussion, yeah, from, uh, from this. Oh, the dot again asks a question. Who is the dot? Ah,、uh? I'm very curious. Who is the one who asks a question? Shifu, should I then adopt a hypothesis, experiment attitude towards life so I can test out the theories from the Buddha? Send as a direct message. And I know who is the one who sent this question, so that I can address because you put it as a direct message. Who ah?、Uh? Who is the dot? Can you turn on your webcam and change your name to something that is identifiable? Don't, don't, ah,、uh, 
can you put your webcam up so others can see your face or please don't uh, please don't attend classes in as a, in an anonymous manner uh, yeah and show your full face yeah learning dharma is not a crime so we don't have to do it in secrecy okay uh, don't cover your face why are you afraid of your 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 friends from other faith see that you attend dharma class then come in after you is it don't worry singapore is a land of law uh, they cannot nobody can come and disturb you for changing your faith yeah there's freedom of choice of faith <laughs> but also have faith in your friends la. i think your friends are not so crazy la. not so crazy to come after you for changing your faith so uh, anyway, so since you show your face, I shall answer you. Should I then adopt a hypothesis experiment towards attitude towards life so I can test out the theories from the Buddha? Uh, when you use the word theory, uh, some people may misconstrue you uh, and think that you you are you don't think that the Buddha's teaching is the truth. But scientifically, the word theory actually uh, is the highest order of, of uh, verification. <laughs> yeah. Because in the scientific world, when you call some, when you say something is a theory, that means it has been verified already. Yeah. Before that is a hypothesis. Yeah. So because you haven't verified yourself, so you can say you want to try it out uh, using a hypothesis experiment approach, that's okay. Yeah. In fact, I've been sharing with students in classes that that's what we should do. We shouldn't reject the Buddha's teaching right off, but we shouldn't just accept it blindly also. Yeah. Uh, meaning that uh, the process requires us to uh, examine it, to test it out, to verify it. No? So a, a term I've been using recently is test drive. Yeah. Test drive the teachings. Yeah. Try it out. I'll try it out. Yeah. Uh, but as with all things, for example, if you are learning physics, uh, where is uh, Li Ying? Please leave your, are you at home? If you're at home, leave your webcam on. Uh. Don't turn on, turn off. Very bit distracting. Uh. Yeah, and leave your phone stationary. Don't move around, move around. Imagine Sufu attend deep talks and like that, like that. <laughs> Very confusing, okay? Just leave it alone. Stop moving around. So, <clears throat> uh, uh, there was something I wanted to highlight. See lah. <laughs> something about, what was the last thing I mentioned? Something about verification. Test drive. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, in the same way when we learn physics, right? There are so many th theories that you can verify in physics. Yeah. On the first day of class as a physics student, do you try to go and verify Einstein's relativity, theory of relativity? If you haven't even learned what is F equals to MA, should you jump straight in and try to verify the theory of everything? Uh, so Ping, what do you think? 
Zoping, I purposely asked Zoping because Zoping is. Can, can, are you a physicist? Uh? Can you can you be considered a physicist? Yes, say yes, lah. Don't be shy. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Uh, Zoping <laughs> is a physicist, so we can take his word for it, uh. <laughs> Yeah. So if you want to be a physics students, you cannot just say first day I want to verify the most complicated one because you don't have the basis. So you must learn some fundamentals first. Yeah, you learn. Uh, the first the three laws of motion. You le let's first learn classical Newtonian law. Yeah, uh, motion, eh? motion at rest tend to stay at rest. Motion in motion tend to stay in motion. For every fo uh, force, there's an equal and opposite reaction or something. Ah, uh. is it? Uh? That's the third one. Ah, uh, third one. Uh, third one. <laughs> yeah, first two. The First uh, place, the, the body at rest remains at rest, and the body uh, in uniform motion remains in uniform motion. Then the second yeah. one is the <laughs> that oh, the, me. Oh, oh, the two is actually the first one. Uh. <laughs> uh, I don't know. The F equals the MA is the second one. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. So you see, you know, want to learn physics better go and look for physicists to learn. Uh, so after you have the foundation, then you go for the uh, the more advanced one. So in a similar way, there are so many teachings in uh, Buddhism, yeah, in the Dharma. No? So some things that is directly verifiable. Yeah? Conditioned things are impermanent. Can you verify that? Uh, can, you can verify. Yeah? Uh, so just start from there. Start off from there. No? Okay? So this is the part about the 16... Uh, the, the 12. No? So far, so good. Everybody good? Yeah. So now I share the slide. Share the one on the, the 16. Okay. So what I've gone through is basically, uh, hang on, uh, let me take out my writing pad. <clears throat> Okay, so what we have gone through is basically. Okay, hang on. My pen is not working. Hang on, uh, let me disconnect and connect again. No, I'm okay. <laughs> Murphy's law, the pen don't work. Wait, uh, let me run the driver again. Okay, open. Can, can. <laughs> Too bad, cannot. So cannot write today. <clears throat> Let me try one more time. Oh, cannot. Okay, never mind. <clears throat> so I won't write. So what I've gone through is the second column, huh? the four noble truths with three parts each, altogether 12. Huh? So now I'll go into the 
16 parts. <clears throat> so this 16 parts is basically for each for each of the noble truth. Yeah. So the first four is on suffering. Yeah. And these 16 are basically 16 ways to contemplate on the four noble truths uh, that can help us to uh, deepen our, our understanding uh, and arise insight. Uh, so very quickly, uh, the first noble truth or the first enlightened truth of suffering. So to contemplate on how all these are what? Uh, anicca. Uh, so usually I say anicca, but this over here listed Sanskrit. Uh, so wu chang uh, or fei chang, that means not permanent, yeah, impermanent. Yeah. yeah. So why is it impermanent? Because it requires conditions to come together. Yeah. And here basically referring to the five aggregates. Yeah. Referring to five aggregates, referring to condition phenomena. Yeah. So condition phenomena requires conditions to come together. So as a result, it's impermanent. <clears throat> because why? Conditions themselves are impermanent. Uh, so far, so good. So sometimes we think, oh, first noble truth, then list out the eight. Then what else can be done? Uh, so for each of them, you can go and contemplate how they are impermanent and impermanent due to conditions. Uh, so, and as I mentioned in the Heart Sutra class, that which is due to conditions and is impermanent, there's something about this impermanence, which is that the change occurs due to conditions. Also, it is basically linked to this. Changes occur due to conditions, not due to our whims and fancy. If changes can occur directly because of our decisions, then there's nothing wrong with impermanence. Then impermanence doesn't lead to suffering. Think about it. If you can effect any change you want, that means you are in control. That means you are all powerful. You want to be men, you can become men. You want to be women, you can become women. You want to be tall, tall, um, short, um, <laughs> uh, fat, um, thin. <laughs> uh, uh, long hair, um, short hair. Um, yeah. Then Sai Kyung, when she go for hair for hook, yeah, she can just change her length. Yeah. Uh, after hair for hook finish long. Then the person, well, oh, waste my time though. I shave half, half an hour shaving you, then you just snap finger, tung, the hair come out again. Huh? <laughs> if you can do that, then hair for hook is meaningless. Huh? <laughs> Agree. <laughs> Talking about which yesterday I saw, I happened to see one of the, I think Saikyam shared, uh, don't know, these few days shared the hair for hope thing. Yeah, then thanking everybody who donated. Then I was thinking, the before and after, ah, uh, that's a difference. How come I, I don't recall any monks who go and participate in hair for hope? If we participate in hair for hope before and after, not much difference. <laughs> But okay, I sidetrack, I digress. So uh, the next one is Ku Dukkha. 
on dukkha. And it's basically to contemplate. Uh, the first noble truth, of course, is suffering. Yeah, but here is to contemplate. Yeah, why is it suffering? to the be poor Yeah, it's oppressive. So do you all remember when I when I mentioned about how uh, when anger arises, yeah, sometimes we want to go and observe what is happening. When you have attachment, go and really examine what does this attachment do to us? Yeah, what does the object of our desire do for us? Yeah, and only then do you see that ah, it is really oppressive to us. It is causing us our mind to not be calm and stable, causing our mind to become agitated. Yeah. So second contemplation. Third one, kong. <laughs> so interesting. Huh? So that, to contemplate how uh, the object that we contemplate as suffering is empty. Yeah. Why? So the way was so number three and number four, they are linked. Huh? One is Wei Wo Shuo Jian Gu. Then the third one, the fourth one is Wei Wo Jian Gu. Yeah, so these two are linked in what way? One is Wo, one is Wo Shuo. So the self and possessions of the self. Huh? Self and possessions of self. So um, in a way, three and four uh, can be seen to be fa kong and wo kong, or fa kong and wo kong. So fa kong referring to things, and then wo kong to the self. But actually, fa kong by right should include all things. That then it should by right encompass wo kong inside. Uh, but this is another Dhamma talk altogether. Yeah. So number three is uh, emptiness. Yeah. So sunyata <clears throat> or sunya, uh, emptiness of things, of phenomena. Then number four is fei wo. Uh, interesting that they use the word, this Abhidhamma Kosa, they use fei wo, not wu wo. Fei chang, not wu chang. Uh, so the choice of words sometimes is interesting. Yeah, so it's not me, not self. Yeah, anatman. So anatman in Pali is at, uh, anatta. Oh. Yeah, so atta, anatta. So to contemplate how uh, the five aggregates, yeah, all the things that you uh, describe in the in the first noble truth, that it is not mind, not self. So with that, then finish the first four contemplation on the first enlightened truth of suffering. So far, so good, everybody. So now you all cannot complain and say, Sifu, don't know how to contemplate. <laughs> ah, the commented, the, the masters in the past come out with detailed, different, different angles. So next, cause of suffering. Yeah, cause of suffering, there are four parts or so. So, in ji shen yuan. The earlier one is fei chang or wu chang ku kong wu. 
无常苦空无我 is something that we keep on hearing, right? Yeah, at least my teacher always highlight 无常苦空无我 This is found in many of the texts. <clears throat> Contemplate in this way. Yeah. Impermanence, uh, suffering, uh, empty in nature, and no self. Oh. So here, second part, in ji sen yuan. Check, uh, is there anyone leave message? No. So uh, the cause of suffering or origin of suffering, yeah, how to contemplate, contemplate on how it is the cause. Yeah. Why? Qi li ru zhongzi. Yeah. So the relationship between the cause of suffering and suffering itself, it it can be described, yeah, the principle itself is like that of the seed. Yeah. That when you have this uh cause of suffering uh, or you have craving and clinging you have defilements then given the right conditions you will germinate you will grow and then blossom and eventually produce a fruit of suffering uh, so this is using the analogy of seeds yeah and in this way you can contemplate how it is like a seed yeah like a cause uh, Leaning <clears throat> uh, right. Sorry for disturbing. Does Fei means it exists, but it is not so. While Wu means it doesn't exist at all. Uh, so if you go by Chinese meaning, it seems to have that kind of connotation. Uh, yeah uh so but fei also has the connotation that it doesn't exist it's not simply that it exists but it's not so yeah uh, so for example uh yeah so it's neither this nor that yeah neither perception nor non-perception so fei war that means not self so some uh, in fact, in the uh, in the Western community, many of the translators in the West, they they have uh, chosen to translate as not self instead of no self. So uh, when we use the term no self, there's a lot of uh, <laughs> uh, interconnected question mark. Uh. Because the, the idea of no self just, you know, we cannot comprehend. Because if there's no self, no me, no self seems to mean no me. Ma. But if no me, then who is asking this question? No you, then who is saying, making this statement? So it seems to be confusing. Uh, in the Western order, they say it's more appropriate or more correct to say not self. But I asked you all this question, okay? If now someone asks you, if someone now, now someone say, there is Superman in this world, okay? Then you can either agree there is Superman or you can disagree and say there's no Superman. Agree? 
uh, either agree or disagree. Someone may say, there's no Superman. Yeah, uh, You cannot find Superman in Sifu. But someone can also say, Sifu is not Superman. Let's look at Sifu is not Superman first. Is Sifu Superman? Answer is no, huh? no. Now, in case you are still wondering, Sifu is not Superman. <laughs> So, but some people then ask, if you say Sifu is not Superman, then, but maybe it also means that Superman is somewhere else, just that Sifu is not Superman. That means that it's actually Superman, right? Similarly, when we say not self, then it may seem like, oh, this is not self, but there is a self somewhere else, just that this is not self. Then I ask, I ever in a class, I ask the students, I say, then let's go through the whole group. If is Suyin Superman? Uh, no. Is Danny Superman? No. Is Sakyang Superman? No. Is Xiaofang Superman? No. And if we ask every one of you, and we say, none of you can say this is Superman. All of you say this is not Superman. Then can we see that there's Superman in the Zoom meeting? Then we still have to say there's no Superman in the Zoom meeting. Yeah, correct. Then we may still say, but maybe outside of the, the meeting, Zoom meeting, there's Superman. Okay, you, you go and find out, you go and find throughout the, the universe, uh, at least on Earth. Uh, let's, let's not worry about other world first. Uh. On Earth, is there anyone who fit in with the description, the features, the power of Superman? No, cannot find. So we say this is not Superman. That is not Superman. And if we can exhaustively say all of like humanity doesn't fit in with the notion of Superman, then we can say there's uh, all of these humans are not Superman, and hence no Superman also. In fact, in one of the sutta, a similar uh, back and forth question came about. Wherein, at some point, the Buddha asked uh, those who assert that, that there's a self. So the Buddha asked, so what is the feature of the self? Then they describe this kind of thing. Then they say, then the Buddha asked, but in that case, what, what thing in this world fit in with such a description? And they, they cannot answer. And when they cannot answer, the Buddha say, this is like a young man saying, going to the town, doing, going to the market and declaring, there's a finest girl in the, in the whole town. Yeah, and this finest girl is of this, uh, have this kind of hair, this kind of eyes, this kind of eyelashes and so on, this kind of looks. Yeah, but when people ask him, so who is this fine, beautiful young girl? The young man say, I don't know, I cannot find. <laughs> then in that case, then it's as good as making a an empty claim that there is such a beautiful girl. Yeah. And basically the beautiful girl is, is a parallel to, to what? To this idea of a self. If you declare that a self is like this, like that, but it cannot find something that fits in with it, then basically this thing don't exist. Yeah. So whether you want to call it um, uh, Fei or Wu, I think the connotation is they are, they, are, they are basically having the same connotation. 
no? so it's not that it's not that um oh uh it exists but it is not so well, not not so much that kind of meaning okay so uh on to the second of the second truth yeah so ji oh so ji tong yu xian xian li zi li yeah so so this part i have to go and check uh. so samudaya so this part actually it means that uh, it is able to give rise, yeah, give rise and uh, 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 manifest, yeah, the suffering, and that's why it's called qi. Yeah, uh, in many Chinese, uh, many talks given by Chinese uh, venerables, then they basically use the word qi and say uh, it is the aggregation of uh, the causes. Yeah, and this results in the aggregation of suffering. Or simply as that. So this is another way to contemplate on the cause of suffering. How all these factors, defilements are all this, cause suffering to come together. Without all this, suffering don't come together, don't come about. Uh, simply that. The third one, yeah, able to cause it to arise and arise, yeah, arise and arise. Yeah, so not just once, but time and again, time and again, arising. Yeah. And the fourth, yuan nen ling chen ban. So the the so called origin or the cause is also a supporting factor. Yeah, or it's a supporting condition. Nen ling chen ban. It can help the arising of suffering to happen. So it's not simply just cause, sometimes it play the supporting factor. So in these four ways, we can contemplate on the origin of suffering, or the origin of suffering. And then the third one, yeah, the cessation of suffering. So we have four as well. So Chinese text is quite interesting. Uh. Uh, other than the Fei Chang Fei Wo, yeah. Other than that, all just single character. So you can try memorizing. <laughs> wow, Sifu. Every time ask us to memorize this and that. Yeah. But if you can if you can remember it, how to remember it, just contemplate frequently. When you contemplate frequently, then you naturally remember it. Don't have to purposely memorize it. So first. Mie, cessation. So in what way is it cessation? So zhu yun jing gu. Yeah. So that with the uh, with this cessation of suffering, it leads to that it is the complete cessation of the aggregates. Yeah. That's parinibbana. Oh, that's parinibbana. So that's one aspect. Yeah. So. Of course, this part then there's a bit of a uh, question mark. Uh, because in the Mahayana teachings, then it says that the Bodhisattvas, they are <coughs> they, they are able to, to do what? <coughs> they are able to traverse through samsara and appear to have the aggregates like us, but not be separate from Nirvana. Yeah, that they are uh, abiding in Nibbana, 
but not separate from samsara. <laughs> uh, in the Mahana teachings, there is such a description of the Bodhisattvas. Yeah, this is referring to high level Bodhisattvas, not the, the initial Bodhisattvas. Uh, so that here then there's a bit of thing. So here, Zhu Yun Jingku, the Zhu Yun here refers to the, the fact that uh, our aggregates arise due to our craving and clinging. Yeah. And it's because of craving and clinging that we suffer due to these aggregates. So, for example, uh, when a person attains arahanthood, once you attain arahanthood, then what happens? Do you just poof, then vanish into thin air? Huh? Like let's say dropping suddenly halfway through the top, then he oh realized then oh poof, then left with the mask tong. Drop onto the floor, then the spectacles don't drop onto the floor, then everything else poof. <laughs> huh? Is that how it is? Yeah. In the sutra, we see that both the Buddha and the Arahans, even after they attain enlightenment, they continue to, to so called live like everybody else, right? In the morning, they would, uh, uh, they would. Uh, uh, carry the arms bow, then uh, put on the ropes, yeah, and prepare to enter into the city, enter into the village, enter into the town for arms, right? They will go for arms to collect adequate food, yeah, and then consume the food, and then after that they would abide uh, in at ease for the day, yeah. Uh, for the arahants, then uh, and the Buddha they may sometimes consider who is ready for the teachings. Yeah. So while all that is happening, can we see that there is the five aggregates, form, feelings, perception, mental formations, and consciousness? Or is it that there's, all this disappeared? Actually still, still there, right? right? There is still this. Yeah. Uh, but in the teachings, then we say, uh, because they no longer cling on to it, and because while five aggregates and five aggregates, but their five aggregates is purified. Because through the five aggregates, whatever body, speech, and mind that arises is purified. Whereas ours is coupled with defilements. Uh, so then the description is that which is manifested is the purified sila, samadhi, yeah, the precepts, that means the behavior of body and speech is purified. The behavior of the mental quality is purified. Yeah, the view is purified. Yeah, so wisdom, uh, concentration, all purified. And then there's liberation and knowledge of liberation. Oh, so that's just to explain the niroda part of yeah, Otherwise, then there seems to be a bit of conflict. And the next one, Jing. Yeah. So third noble truth, second part, Jing. Yeah. So quietude. Yeah. Why is it called, called quietude? San yeah. Because the, the three fires are extinguished. And that's why it's considered quietude. Yeah. Considered Ji Jing. Yeah. So why? Because what are these three fire to begin with? 
should be quite straightforward. Uh, basically, the three fires of greed, hatred, and delusion. So these three are like fire. Uh, the Buddha described the world is burning. Yeah. So burning with greed, hatred, and delusion. Yeah. Why is it described as burning? Because when this burn, then our our mind is not quiet. Yeah. Always agitated. So if we learn the Dharma, learn, 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 then we think, oh, I think I'm quite enlightened. Now. Then we can check with this. Yeah. Is, are, the, are the three fires a switch already? Yeah. Has it been quietened? Has it been extinguished? Yeah. Then the fourth and the fifth, the third and fourth, Miao Li. Yeah. So Miao, <clears throat> the word Miao is very interesting. When we do translation, when we encounter this word meow, then we're like, let's search the dictionary. Then we found marvelous. <laughs> then, how, how should we use the word marvelous? <laughs> I think in the end we use the word marvelous. <laughs> yeah. But um, let me double check. Uh, what word did we use? Meow. Because uh, for our own text, we also created a dictionary. So let's see. <clears throat> yeah, I think we use the word marvelous. Huh? Yeah. Oh, I think some some places we use marvelous, some places we use wonderful. <laughs> so here, why is why is it called meow? Why is it called marvelous or wonderful? Uh, so remember, oftentimes we talk about the faults and dangers, yeah. The faults and dangers of this, of that, of samsara, yeah, of the object of our clinging, our attachment. Mm. Ah, Gyokpa, you have a little kid with you. <laughs> ah, your granddaughter, ah. Is it granddaughter or grandson? I only see the head looks like girl's hair. Ah. I think yes, ah, got ponytail. Yeah, but Hard to tell, uh, maybe guy also can have ponytail. <laughs> wow, little girl come and attend this, this Dhamma talk. Uh. Wow. Sadhu, sadhu, sadhu. So, all the faults and dangers that is found in samsara, in suffering, yeah, don't exist. Yeah. In Nirvana, this is the case. Yeah. Cessation of suffering has this feature. So again, you can compare, yeah. Your current state is there any faults and danger, yeah? Are there any possibility of suffering arising? Mm. <clears throat> so, fourth one, Li. Yeah. So you are free of all the uh, problems, yeah, or zaya, the disaster. <laughs> uh. <clears throat> Actually, in the sutras, describe a lot of things as different kind of zaya. Yeah. So we are free. We can say we can look at the six realms as different forms of disaster. Yeah. Of course, now we are in human realm. We don't think so. Yeah. Uh, actually, human realm also has a lot of disaster. You know? uh, we just we there's news on the flood 
yeah, white, uh, very severe flood, flooding in China, right? Yeah, yesterday someone shared with me the video. <clears throat> it shows the passengers in China in the underground uh, train where the flooding reached the waist level. Waist level, no, not, not, not ankle, not knee, uh, waist level. And then the flood water outside the, the cabin is very fast. And then another part of the video shows the flooding reaching all the way to their chest level. Yeah. So <clears throat> later we do dedication. Huh? Yeah. Sometimes in Singapore, I, I think we are really very fortunate. Huh? Yeah. At most, yeah, a bit of ponding. Uh, yeah, a minor flood. Then wow, we are like, wow, how can that be a flood? Yeah, our flood is not considered flood uh, in other countries. Yeah, yeah, but we are very fortunate. Uh, both we have the 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 right people working hard to make keep things in place. You know, all this is not by chance, or it's not simply because, oh, because Singapore geographical location very good. Yes, there's that factor. But it's also because we have many uh, capable people. I'm, not, I'm talking about the whole civil servant, uh, not, not just people on top of or below. Now, the whole civil servant, including you and me, we all work together to keep the country in this state. Yeah. If enough people decide, ah, oh, don't, don't care, oh, never mind, it's okay, <laughs> then, uh, then you have very... Uh, dire consequences. Yeah, so cessation of suffering is free from all the different kind of disaster, whether it's human disaster, natural disaster, yeah, or the suffering of samsara. Suffering of samsara is a huge disaster. In the I think Lotus Sutra, now there's this verse I always cite. Sanjie Wuan Yoru Huozai. Yeah, that. The three, the triple realm, sensual desire realm, form realm, formless realm. There's no place that is safe. Yeah. No place that is a place of safety. Yeah. And then the Buddha used the analogy of the, the house on fire. Yeah. The trouble is we don't see the fire. Huh? We don't see the fire. Mm. So that's the third noble truth. The fourth noble truth, the path leading to cessation of suffering. So, Tao Ru Xing Chu. So, the first one is Tao. Tong Xing Yi Gu. So, it's considered the path because it can lead us from the unenlightened stage to the enlightened stage. Yeah, it has the ability to lead us from point A to point B. So, Ming Zi Wei Tao. Tong Xing Yi Gu, Ming Zi Wei Tao. So, because it has that ability. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, come, let's do, I know uh, this, this talk is uh, quite long, so let's do a bit of breathing exercise. Okay, come all sit up straight. When giving Dharma talk, it's easy for me to keep awake because I'm explaining things. But for you all, when you all hear Sifu's voice, very soothing, very calming, then you all... Oh, <laughs> huh? Okay, come. Take a deep breath. Breathe out. Breathe in. Breathe out. 
Breathe in. Breathe out. Okay. Better? Oh, uh, um, Alvin, breathe until. Oh, very nice. <laughs> okay. Last part already. Uh, last part. So, second rule. So, this rule, uh, I find that. <laughs> You know, whenever I do translation with my Dharma brother, you know how many times we, we look at some words and we're like, Chinese vocabulary, we have 30 over 1,000 words, characters. One month, they keep on reusing the same character <laughs> for so many things. <laughs> so this rule, a lot of places, you know. Yeah. So unfortunately, Sometimes when it's used here, it is just this meaning. But the same word has other meaning. Then when they explain over here, they take all the meaning and say, oh, here should have all the meaning. Don't know which one, but you all must learn all the meaning. So, <laughs> so it become very complicated. But here, rule is qi zhen li gu. Yeah. So the path is congruent, congress with the truth that means it is in line with the truth yeah that's why it's called the path if it's not in line with the truth then when you take this path then you will walk away from the truth because this path is a path towards the ultimate reality towards the truth so that's why yeah, it's called rule also the third thing so here again you you can take the path, but where where is the destination? Yeah. The xiang that means the direction. Is it pointing to the right direction or wrong direction? Yeah. Yeah. So ying wei xing. Yeah. So the cultivation is known as cultivation because it leads you in the right direction. So this part, uh, this is the last part. Uh, yeah. So it is able to uh, help us to transcend. We can use the word forever. Huh? Uh, in a way, we can use that uh, because it's yong. Huh? But I always hesitate to use the word forever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, because in the Buddhist teaching, uh, when you say forever, then you have a lot of things to explain. <laughs> so yong uh, to be able to transcend yeah, transcend what? Transcend suffering, transcend the cause of suffering, transcend all this. Yeah, transcend samsara, but and not just short term. Not just short term. If if now you fall sick, you take medicine. Yeah, you can transcend the suffering, but only short term. Today you are well. Today you are sick. You take medicine. Tomorrow you are well. Tomorrow you are well. Next week maybe you fall sick again. Now you're hungry, you can have dinner, uh, too, too early for dinner. Later, just now you're hungry, you eat lunch. After lunch, you're okay. Later on, you're hungry again. Have you all thought about this? So troublesome, oh, having this body. Yeah. So food is not the permanent solution. <laughs> but currently, no other solution. <laughs> this is the only temporary stopgap measure. Yeah. So this is not... This is Yong Chao. Yeah. This is the antidote. You take it one time, 
complete the whole dosage, that's it. Don't need booster shot after that. <laughs> uh, but don't think that Sufu is complaining about booster shot. At least we still have a booster shot. Uh. Other countries don't have booster shot. Uh. Yeah. So uh, the path is known as true yeah, to exit, to, to be able to get out. Yeah, why? Because because you are able to, through this path, transcend samsara, transcend all suffering forever. No, no coming back. Yeah, no, no degeneration. Yeah. You don't like the boss, you quit. You go to another company. Yeah. Short term. The next boss may be worse. <laughs> So with that, we complete the sharing on the 16 uh, aspects. Uh, there are many, but this is very brief. All this is very brief because just this itself, I went to search for the, the full text. Uh. <laughs> I think it's a three months course. <laughs> yeah, because many times when we, let's say in some commentary, we see them talk about, oh, there's a 16 aspects. Easy, you, you write the book, uh, then you, or you just give a talk, you just take 16 aspects. But when you give a talk on 16 aspects, you go and look for the 16 aspects in the other commentary. You cannot just pluck this out and teach, uh, because sometimes no hit, no tail. Uh. So you must teach the part before that, <laughs> then the part after the uh, whole thing. I look at the thing, cannot. Uh, I, I, so I give you all the summary, summarized version. Oh, yeah. I know Saikyung is smiling because she's thinking, aha, now we can invite Sifu to conduct the full course on the sixteen aspect. <laughs> you know, you know, I still must cover the other text that I promised to cover first. Oh. Uh, so Li Ying, I don't understand why Li Ying have to keep on putting the phone up, down, up, down, up, down. Huh? Why are you so... Are you trying to hide the fact that you are eating some tidbits or what? Huh? Just leave the phone alone. Leave it there. Yeah. If you keep moving, our hands cannot move by itself, right? So our mind must move. If your, if your handphone moves, then we know that your mind is moving. If your mind is moving, then it cannot be listening. <laughs> That's why I want you all to just put the things down and just pay attention. Because if you keep moving your, your handphone around, high chance your, your mind is ticking all over the place. Uh, Wei Wen has a question, but you have to wait because Li Ying posted a question. Sifu, I'm a bit confused. Is Nibbana permanent as opposed to impermanence in samsara? Or does the notion of permanence or impermanence doesn't apply to Nibbana? Short answer, yes, it doesn't apply. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Short answer is yes, it doesn't apply. Uh, the long answer is practice the noble for path that you know. <laughs> yeah. But there is there's a way to understand this. So when we say uh, if we say nibbana is permanent, <clears throat> then there's a, a bit of a problem also. So because that means that there is a state that is permanent. 
But if we say it's impermanent, then it seems like, oh, you attain arahanthood, then it can become back to unenlightenment. So you must understand that, I, I always explain with the karma. Oh, today I don't do advertisement for that university. I turn around this side. <laughs> oh, uh, sometimes you do advertisement later, they come and sue you. Oh, who asked you to advertise for us? No lah. Huh? Uh, where is my prop? Where is my marker? Uh, sometimes you want to use the marker, don't know where it goes. So imagine, uh, okay, imagine. Imagine there's a something here, okay? So let me find something so that you can visualize it. <clears throat> uh, what can I use? Okay, I found something. Ah, yes, blue tag. I use some blue tag, okay? So let me ask you all this question, okay? What is this? What is this? Cup. Uh, so this is the cup, right? So now imagine this blue tag is smeared onto the cup. Okay, and imagine this, this is not just a bit, a lot. And imagine the blue tag is dirt. So now what do you have? Dirty cup. Dirty cup. Uh, cup with mud on it. Cup with mud on it, so complicated. Muddy cup, <laughs> dirty cup, la, <laughs> dirty cup. Okay, so let's let's assume it's dirty cup, la. So now we have dirty cup versus clean cup, right? Or, or no, so no, so now you have cup and then dirty cup. So now when we clean up the cup, we remove the dirt, we clean up the cup. Now what do we have? Clean mud. Clean mud. Uh, clean cup. Clean. Clean cup. Uh, so we can also say just cup, law, but notice that we have a word called clean cup. Mm. In that, wait, wait, don't, don't, don't respond first. <laughs> <laughs> don't respond first. So think about it. Uh, if in this world, all the cups cannot be dirty, then there's only cup. There's no such a thing as dirty cup then there will be no such a thing as clean cup. But once you, you say you have something called dirty cup, then there is something called clean cup. Right? Yeah. So the cup, the dirty cup is analogous to our unenlightened state. Yeah. Then if you can remove the dirt, then you attain so-called clean cup. Nirvana. But Nirvana is actually also in the in the Mahana teachings. Nirvana is also just established with reference to the dirty cup. Clean cup is established with reference to the dirty cup. All the while there's only just cup. But cup is also an idea. It is just the way it is. So when you have when a person attain enlightenment and remove the dirt and attain to the so-called clean cup, talking to people with dirty cup, the person with a clean cup have to say, what have, you, what have I attained? I attained a clean cup. Because otherwise the person cannot understand. So, but once a person attained to this, then 
Nirvana has no is beyond concepts. Beyond concepts, there's no clean, no dirty. And in fact, the word cup also don't exist. It's just the way it is. So when we say we attain enlightenment, it's not that there's an enlightenment, there's a nirvana out there for you to attain. The idea, the question whether it's permanent or impermanent only applies to that kind of idea, that there's something that you can create, that you can attain. Then you can ask the question, is it permanent or impermanent? Nirvana is the removal of things. Yeah. So once you remove it, or rather the cause of the death arising, but whenever we say remove defilements, or actually we don't remove defilements. No. Yeah. Is that the cause of the defilements are not there. So defilements don't arise. Defilements is not there. Suffering don't arise. You cannot technically so-called remove suffering. But although we always say, ah, work towards removal of suffering, right? But actually it's more that suffering don't arise anymore. And why does it arise? Because the cause of suffering has been removed. How is it cause of suffering is removed? Because you see things as they are. You don't really remove cause of suffering also. But when you see things as they are, then the cause of suffering also don't have the cause <laughs> to arise. Yeah. So Nirvana is technically not something else that you can attain. So there's no permanent or impermanent to talk about it actually. It's, that's only as much as we can explain with our concepts. Huh? Yeah. Beyond which that... Uh... <laughs> but Liying Li uh, emailed me uh, expressing her concern uh, that you know she feels like she's very far behind, yeah? the rest are all very advanced and so on. Uh, I want to uh, highlight this because I think some, sometimes, especially for those who are who are fairly new or feel that they are, you are new to Buddhism, you may feel that way. Good news. The path to enlightenment is not a competition. There's no quota for enlightened ones. You know, it's not like every year we only allow 35 enlightened beings. Huh? Already 33 slots taken up, already two left. Huh? All of you fight. Huh? I want to see who is more enlightened. <laughs> Uh, no, it doesn't work that way. As long as you work towards it, as long as you practice, and to the extent you practice, to the extent you are free from the causes of suffering that you are able to abandon, to the extent you are liberated. Uh, so don't have to worry, oh, other people are more advanced. No, that shouldn't be a cause of worry or concern. Yeah, It should motivate you to say, ah, you are surrounded by people who, who have who are possibly ahead of you in the path. So you don't have to worry that you are going in the wrong way. <laughs> huh? You can consult those who, who know more. Maybe they appear to know more only. <laughs> huh? uh, you can consult them. Huh? So no cause for worry or concern. Okay. Uh, so we have come to the end of today's sharing. Uh, any other questions? Ah, yes, Wei Wen. Wei Wen has some questions. Oh, ah, yes, Wei Wen. Before you ask a question, 
your earlier question that you text me about the diamond sutra I answered in the morning. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, so you can go and watch it. Uh. Okay, so what is your question today? Uh, okay, so um, for the 16 aspects, right, I don't quite understand two of them, the explanation. So the first one is um, the Kong. I think Shifu mentioned self and possession of self. Is there a difference? Um, like how can we, how can self possess a self? Um, no, no, no. I don't know if I understand correctly. Uh, okay, let me clarify. Uh, so the two, uh, Kong gen Fei Wo. So, or we can say Kong gen Wu Wo. So these two, emptiness and no self, or not self, if you will. Yes. <laughs> One of the part for the desktop has arrived. So <laughs> you see don't Danny thumbs up because we are we are doing the phase two of the HBL project. Yeah, so uh, previously there was the the switch to HBL, right? So the, there's this website called Pass It On. And then some of the low-income family, they requested through various VWOs uh, assistant to get laptops or desktops. Yeah, so we did phase one. Phase one, I think we we sent out 30, 40, 30 plus uh, laptops. Uh, oh, I think so, about 30 plus there about. So we wrap it up now, phase two. Now phase two, we sent out a few already. So now just the last few uh, to quickly wrap up. Uh, uh, my place is now in the like a war zone. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, so back to this. Uh, Kong gen wo. Yeah, so emptiness and no self. So in the text, it talks about how the emptiness yeah, is to contemplate on our possessions. Yeah. Uh, in other words, things that we own. I'm I'm sort of uh, simplifying it first, okay? So the Kong emptiness is, uh, in this case, specific to things that we possess. So external to what we consider to be self. So far, so good? Yeah. So what do you consider to be self, to be you? Like my ideas, my opinions. Uh, so your ideas, opinions, what else? My um, how about your face? Is your face you? Uh, yes. Yes, huh? How about your hair? Is the hair you? Yes. How about the spectacles? Is it you? Uh, no. Uh, so <laughs> spectacle is not you, right? So but the spectacles, who does it belong to? Belong to Sifu or not? No, to me. Uh, so the spectacles would be falling into the that category, so to contemplate how the spectacles is empty in nature. Yeah. Then the fourth category, <clears throat> not self or no self, then is pertaining the self. To contemplate how the self that we think exists actually is no self. 
So all the things that you mentioned, of course, that is not comprehensive. Yeah, that's not exhaustive. But whatever you can think of that you consider to be self, uh, go and do contemplation. How it is self or not self. Uh, so this is early on what I mentioned about one is the self, number four is self, number three is possessions of self. So that means things belonging to self. Yeah. Not that not that self go and possess another self. Okay. Uh. Uh, then the second one is the yuan, um, the supporting yuan? factors. Oh, yuan. Uh. yuan, supporting factors. Uh, what kind of, like any example of the supporting factors? Supporting factors, any kind. Uh, mm. uh, like what what does it mean supporting factors what does it mean supporting factors uh? so <clears throat> so for example we say defilements is uh, the cause of suffering right yeah so uh, it serves as a as a supporting factor as well because there are many other things that come together then it gave rise to oh. suffering yeah, so it's not just the only thing that is involved. Mm. Uh, uh, so the, the cause of suffering, we usually say cause, uh, but the origin or cause of suffering, then it includes craving, clinging, the various defilements. But that itself, then plus other things, then together give rise to suffering. Uh, so it also plays the role of a supporting factor or uh, condition. Yuan, yuan, more correctly, we usually translate as conditions. Oh, uh, but mm -hmm. if we use supporting factor, I was hoping that it can make it more easily understandable. Uh, okay, thank you, Shifu. Uh, oh, uh, anybody else have other questions? Everybody good? Okay. So, <clears throat> what do you think? Is this uh, doable for you So Saikyang asked for one, you all get two uh, bonus. Yeah. She asked for the 16 aspect, now you get 12 also. 16 plus 12, 28. <laughs> uh, that should keep you busy for the rest of your life. So to wrap up, uh, I'd like to thank uh, the Buddhist library for uh, the invite to uh, share on Dhamma Day. The first time I shared uh, was the, uh, was through the invitation by Bhante Dhamma Ratana in 2009. Yeah, uh, that was in July 2009. Uh, since then, I think if I don't recall wrongly, practically every year, Dhamma Day, he will also invite me to share. Yeah, the first time I shared, I <laughs> I chose the Noble Eiffel Path. <laughs> then I basically go through the whole Noble Eiffel Path. <laughs> then I, I, if I don't recall only then he said, Dharma uh, uh, speakers like to choose Noble Eiffel Path. Uh, I have a lot of things to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm very grateful to Bhante. Uh, 
in fact, Bante will be online with us on Thursday. Yeah, uh, we have because last last Thursday we had a class, and then Saikyang received a call from him. Uh, he is in Sri Lanka, so I, I thought maybe we can invite him. You know, to come online, and then we can uh, greet him and catch up with him and see how he is. So those of you who would like to catch up with Bante, yeah, can join us on Thursday. For more information, you can uh, check in with uh, on the Telegram chat. Well, most of you, I think, are in the Telegram chat. Well, we post the information, then you can join it. Yeah. Uh, the Thursday class is also coming to an end. Well, so the Thursday class is also under the auspice of uh, Bhante Dhammaratana. Uh, started in 2016 yeah so we've spent four years on it and then now in the past six months we do a re-reading and now we are down to the last two lessons yeah uh, while Bante is away in Sri Lanka uh, through his uh, guidance uh, we have we continue to receive support from the Buddhist library in conducting the programs yeah uh, I want to take this opportunity to thank uh, Bhante Dhammaratana, the Buddhist library, and to uh, wish for him uh, good health, uh, safety, and uh, may he come back uh, to Singapore and stay a bit longer. <laughs> not, not just stay a bit longer. Of course, if he can just come back and stay here, but we must also be understanding because he has many other duties that requires his presence in Sri Lanka. Yeah, and actually, I, I really admire him at his age. Huh, he is willing to go through the, you know, the whole process of traveling and then come to Singapore, have to be quarantined and things like that. Wow. So much thanks to him. Lastly, I'd like to again extend dedication to uh, those who perish in the flood in China uh, and many others whose homes are, are destroyed, whose lives are disrupted. May they find strength, receive help, and stay strong in this difficult period. May they be guided and protected by the Buddha, Dharma, and the Sangha. Sadhu, sadhu, sadhu. Uh, one more extra dedication to uh, a student's uh, grandmother. Uh, the student is Tanya. <clears throat> Her grandmother, uh, Li Siu Lam. Li Siu Lam. Uh, passed away uh, uh, last evening. So she texted me last evening asking me uh, how to, what to do and things like that. Yeah. So I'd like to extend dedication to the grandmother. May she uh, have the conditions to be reborn in pure land, in a happy realm. May she be guided and protected by the Buddha, Dharma, and the Sangha. Sadhu, Sadhu, Sadhu. Yen